Peace and blessings, everyone. I'm your host, Sean Crystal Parker, and welcome to episode 43 of Real Shift Happens. So this episode, we're talking about the loneliness epidemic. And why do we feel so lonely? And what can we do about it? We'll get into that. So stay tuned because you don't want to miss a thing. I go within, walking in the fertile soil of my own being. There my ancestors' fossilized footprints lead the path to my destiny, embedded in my soul. I can feel the pain and the toil, the sorrow. I bear the weight on my shoulders, but also the joy, the laughter, the song. I hear my community deep within my spirit, quietly guiding my footsteps along the path. I go within. Thank you so much for joining me. So this episode, we're talking about the loneliness epidemic. Yes, yes, it's become an epidemic because so many people around the world are lonely. And you have to think about why. I mean, why are we feeling so lonely? Whether we're in a relationship, we're married, surrounded by friends, or we are actually alone, it doesn't matter. People are still just lonely, like chronically lonely. So we're talking about like, what, why is that? And what can we do to kind of combat this feeling of loneliness? And is this something that's just human nature? We'll get into that. But first, let's get into our five minute focus shift. Right Returning now. to the source is serenity. We will now begin the meditation. Sit comfortably wherever you are and close your eyes. Take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth and release all of the tension from the day breathing in through your nose and breathing out the stress of the day at your own pace Breathe in through the nose, all the goodness that's coming to you. And breathe out all the tension and stress of the day and worries. Now, continue to breathe at your own pace, in through your nose, and out through your mouth, 
releasing any tension and now quietly in your mind repeat these words I am sorry Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Continue to repeat silently in your mind. Breathing in and releasing through your mouth, breathing out. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. And coming back to present moment awareness. Yes, we are back. And it feels so good. Yes, it does. I always say this. I know. I know. Um, Five minutes a day will make a difference in your life. I promise. Just try it. Use this um, five-minute one. Use any of the other five-minute meditations I have on some of the other podcasts. Or simply just sit in the quiet and concentrate on your breath for five minutes. Any way it goes, that five minutes accumulated over time, you will see a difference in the way you feel, I promise you. So anyway, now for the topic at hand. Last episode, we talked about breakups and attachments, so I thought it would be fitting to sort of 
piggyback off of that with talking about this loneliness epidemic that we face, not only in the U.S., but around the world. It's been reported everywhere that people more than ever feel so lonely. And this is whether they're actually alone or whether they're married or have lots of friends. So when we say loneliness, this doesn't necessarily mean people who live alone or enjoy their solitude or, um, you know, kind of um, their own isolation. We're talking more forced isolation. And, you know, loneliness can really affect people living alone and people who have lots of people in their lives. So um, there are people who report living alone who do not report loneliness. So, you know, it can be either way. And there's a study by Cigna that was conducted this year at the beginning of the year that showed up to 61% of U.S. adults reported being lonely. And this is a 7% rise from just 2018. And this, along with the rise in mental health illness, just makes, you know, can make things snowball. And I can just see those numbers going up because of, you know, COVID and, and all of the things that are to come in the future, like automation and AI. But in this age, when we're able to be so easily connected, like more than ever, why are so many people so lonely? Um, some report to have no friends at all. But in general, most of us have friends and families and loved ones and yet still report to be very lonely. Um, According to a recent poll in 2019 by one poll in Evite, the average American has about 16 friends in different degrees of companionship from close friends to acquaintances. And the average American adult hasn't made a new friend in about five years. That's what that study showed. It all, another study shows, um, in contrast, that 22% of millennials do not have any friends at all. And 27% said they have no close friends, while 25% said they have no acquaintances, and that 30% feel lonely. So the millennials definitely have the highest percentage of loneliness of all the generational groups. And um, we don't, I guess they don't really know exactly why. Only 9% of baby boomers and 16% of generation Xers said they have no friends at all. And it kind of like the poll didn't really tell why the numbers were so high for millennials, but um, there's definitely a cor- correlation between this coming of age in the social media era um, during the formative years of millennials. I mean, it's definitely there. And there's also reports of like Gen Z's who have a higher rates of anxiety and depression and um, kind of lower rates of um, teen pregnancy and Uh, alcoholism and drug use because you know these younger generations they're in the house 
They're on games. They're talking to their friends over social media. They're, they, yeah, they link up in person, but it definitely was not like the way we did, which I'm an exer, um, which was to, we, we met in person like every day. Like there was, we saw each other every day at school, after school, on the weekends. We, we didn't, we talked on the phone, of course, but we didn't carry our phones with us everywhere. So we wanted to be out. We wanted to be out of the house. We wanted to be outside. We wanted to be around our friends, you know? Um, so I think that that's a big reason why millennials probably have the higher numbers. Now, according to anthropologist Robin Dunbar, there's um, really something called the Dunbar number, which he created. Um, there's actually an emotional limit to the number of friends and acquaintances that the average person can retain. And that magic number is 150, according to the Dunbar number. Um, so with this, basically, it does seem like a little high, like you, the average person doesn't seem like they may have 150 friends, but this is more varying levels or different levels of companionship within that 150. Um, so that's from, you know, acquaintances or people that you see every now and then that you may not talk to, to your closest friends and people who you have the deepest connections with. Um, and of course, your closest people usually being the smallest number, right? So it, it's kind of like a spectrum or a scale. Um, now, Dunbar studies found that the rule of 150, Dunbar rule of 150 to be true, even for early hunter-gatherer societies, and it still is true for modern groupings, such as like offices, organizations, communes, and even Christmas card lists. They found that people generally keep these um, groups and lists to about 150 people. And also people can move in and out of the different layerings of the relationships within the larger group. So for example, you might have five close friends, um, 10 that are just kind of, you know, a little more distant friends, 20 that are just meaningful contacts, and then maybe like 75 acquaintances. But of that, your relationships with these people can change and you know one of your just friends or more distant friend might become a closer friend at a certain point in your life and vice versa one of your closer friends may just become an acquaintance or somebody you don't even speak to anymore so um those people within your 150 grouping can change from one layer of the group to the next or from one you know kind of level of the group to the next. So on average, people have an array of other people in their lives and a smaller percentage have no friends at all. Um, however, no matter which group you fall in, loneliness is still prevalent. And that's, that's what's crazy, right? Because automatically people assume that like, oh, you know, this person doesn't have that many friends. They live alone. They're not married. They don't have kids, this and that. They must be lonely. But that's just an assumption because um, there are plenty of people who 
do not have the big social life and maybe don't have a big family, but still do not consider themselves to be lonely people because they, they may have things that take up their time that they're interested in. Um, you know, it also has to do with your self-esteem at chronic loneliness. I would say, you know, everyone's going to feel certain, certain loneliness in their life. But if you, um, are feeling chronic loneliness, it could be more self-esteem issues as well. Um, also a big factor is the quality of your connections. And if you have any deep connections with anyone versus the quantity of the people, you know, so, you know, you could have um, a thousand Facebook friends, but you don't have any deep, meaningful connections with any of those people, then you may feel lonely. And, you know, I, I mean, I can definitely relate to having a large number of acquaintances, but a very small number of close friends and an even smaller number of people I speak to on the daily. And of those people, a very small number, I feel like I have a really deep connection with, like we're just on the same page and that that number's on one hand for sure. Um, But, you know, not having any meaningful connections with others is like a huge factor in the loneliness epidemic. And, you know, biologically, we are made to have deep connections and meaningful connections with other people. And as much as like sometimes we don't like other people, like our biology and our chemistry is made to be with other people. It's just no way around it. We're not, um, you know, we're, we're, that's the type of species that we are. So loneliness can sometimes act as like a signal Um, like kind of like a hunger pain telling you that you're missing meaningful connections in your life because loneliness is a way of kind of us, it binds us together. Um, Because when, when we're not with other people, we get that pang in us, you know, that, that little twinge, whatever you call it, that, that feeling of loneliness starts to come over us and, And, um, you know, no matter who you are, like I said, for the most part, everyone has felt a point in their life, at least, that they were feeling lonely. And our very chemistry is created to share and commune with others. And sometimes it's just really difficult to form meaningful relationships. And these relationships really are crucial to our survival as human beings. So the paradox, though, here is also that when you embrace the loneliness, um, it can be a catalyst for self-growth and it could be a time and space that you use for creation to have great expression of creation. And the point there is that if you can stay present and embrace the loneliness, um, you may be able to pull out some great, great creative work and great art. So that's the thing. But at the end of the day, you know, we kind of all want to have companionship. Like deep down, we crave and long for deep, meaningful relationships, whether we admit it to ourselves or to anyone else or not. 
And I'm very much personally an alone type of person. Um, I, I enjoy social isolation. (laughs) Like I wasn't always like that. I definitely, I, okay, let's see. I was a shy kid, but I always had friends because for whatever reason, kids would come up to me and befriend me, but I was never the one to go up to them because I was definitely a little shy and withdrawn. Um, but yeah, I've always had friends, but I am still consider, I still consider myself an alone type of person. I'm an only child. I've spent a lot, a lot of time alone, even as a kid. Um, I kind of have grown into really, really loving my solitude. Um, as a kid, I, I could be alone and I didn't see anything wrong with it. Um, it didn't bother me to be alone, but I wouldn't say I was necessarily a lonely kid. Kind of though. I say kind of, cause I was the only child, but also being like an empathic type of person, I, I require probably a little more solitude than the average person because I'm just sensitive to others emotions and feelings. And so I need to recharge on my own in, in solitude. And, and I love silence and, um, like complete silence. I love silence. (laughs) I, I don't like having a lot of blaring noise from things around me. So Um, it's why I love meditation too, I guess, because I can go deep into the depth of the silence within me and I find it very, very comforting. And, um, anyone who meditates, I think will say the same. So if you don't meditate, try it and you will say the same thing too, I promise. (laughs) But, um, all that to say that I still have had plenty of moments of loneliness as well um as well as like when it comes to like relationships I've you know inside of relationships inside of friendships having friendships having relationships being around people I've I've had my lone lonely times of course and Also, for the last 10 years or so, I've been working from home in remote, remote positions from home. So definitely very isolating. Um, But I I wouldn't say that I've been just completely lonely the whole time. Now, when my mom passed, when I was about 35, um, it was probably like one of my more lonely times for sure even though I had people around, I just, I've never felt more lonely. And, um, but like I said, that was the catalyst for me to start to go within myself, to start to become healthier, to start yoga, meditation. So within that loneliness, I kind of started to search for myself, I think. Um, and, Yeah, like I think I've just always been a lone wolf type 
And I've never really held myself back from doing what I wanted because I didn't have anyone to do it with. I'm that type. Um, I would either find someone to do it, do whatever I wanted to do with, or I just do it alone. Like I go to eat alone at restaurants. I go to the movies alone. And in my 20s, I I would move to a new city alone and literally go to the club and party alone. And I would always meet new people. And sometimes I would go to the club and I would meet new people and they were like, where's your friends? And I'm like, oh, they're, they're coming later. Or, you know, they're around here somewhere. I would just make something up knowing I didn't have not a one friend in that club because I went alone. But um, I didn't care. I just didn't care. Like I wanted to do what I wanted to do, whether I had someone to do it with me or not. And um, I try to tell tell that to my son too. Um, growing up, it's like, don't let anyone hold you back from doing what you want to do because you don't have anyone to do, do it with or they don't want to do something that you want to do. If it's something you want to do, do it, whether you're alone or not. But anyway, um, another time was for me at the beginning of, my spiritual awakening, which I was around 25. Um, when that happened after, oh, I would say a couple years, maybe even after I felt in a lo- I was in a lonely place. Um, it was because I had this profound, like awakening. And I felt literally like I did a 180 overnight in as far as like my perception of things everything changed. So it was hard for me to talk to people, to have small talk, to, and to, to even connect to anyone. It was just really hard. It took years, years for me to sort of come out of this shell that I had kind of created after my spiritual awakening, because I was just so different and I didn't know how to approach people probably and also I was in the higher shock I I don't know I feel like I was living kind of like in these high in the higher chakras and I wasn't grounded so I wasn't able to connect and honestly like it's just been over the last couple years few years even that um I'm able to come back down and connect and ground myself and connect with people again and start to develop meaningful relationships. But, you know, as I've gotten older, it's definitely harder to keep in contact with people over the years, like old friends. And um, <clears throat> for a long time, like I was fine with that. I was fine with kind of like letting old relationships go or just not just being alone, really. But more lately over the last few years um I've been wanting to have more connections I've been wanting to meet new people again because before I would say probably before my mom passed um I was literally always meeting new people and like that that was something I loved to do was just meet new people but there was a period literally 10 years probably since I, I just kind of was at a standstill. So when last year, before COVID hit, was 
a time when I told myself like, oh, I'm about to get back out. I'm about to meet new people, meet more like-minded people. And then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I did end up meeting a few new people online through doing the, this podcast, which has been really great. Um, but yeah, I wasn't able to get out the way I wanted to, but it's, it's all good. I think as you get older, it becomes just more difficult to make new friends and also to keep your old friends, depending on like the paths that each of you are taking, right? Cause you grow apart over the years. It just happens. But regardless of your age, people across the board, you know, report feeling chronically lonely Even children, even children, whether they're isolated or not, can feel lonely. Like I kind of touched on before, there are studies showing that with the increase of technology and the ease of communication, the loneliness factor kind of increases as well. So like it's easier to communicate, but we're still lonely. And so the research is showing that even though we can have phone calls and texts and, you know, webcams, which are really great ways to communicate, they can't replace the in-person human contact. And that is like something big that's going to be a major topic in our future because we're heading toward this weird contactless society. And COVID is just the first steps to implement this, right? Now, let's just talk about a few reasons why people are feeling lonely. And, um, you know, there's, there's so many different reasons. There's reasons for temporary loneliness, like you just broke up with a loved one or someone passed away, you lost a job, um, you, you know, you got into a fight with your friends, all of those things. But then there's other reasons for having more chronic loneliness that lasts over time and that may not be for a reason that's very specific, like, you know, like a breakup. Um, so let's see the list. I just kind of made a little list. This one, you feel misunderstood. You don't think anybody gets you. You just feel like you're an alien on another, you know, from another planet that feeling of misunderstanding can definitely lead you to feeling lonely. Um, you're afraid of intimacy. You you just don't want to open yourself up to being hurt or intimate. And that definitely can lead to loneliness because if you don't open yourself up, then you don't let anyone in. Um, three, you don't know how to connect with others. Uh, I mentioned that for me, that happened during a period of time when I was going through an awakening. It was hard for me to connect because I didn't feel grounded. Um, I didn't have small talk. I didn't want to have small talk. I just wanted to talk about like deep, deep shit. And most people don't want to talk about that stuff. (laughs) So I didn't feel any connection with others. And that, and during that time, like I said, I felt really lonely, um, So if you feel like you don't know how to connect with others, that's the perfect time to go within yourself to figure out what you like, what you want, what you need. And once you know that, it will be easier to attract those people that are like you and 
easier to connect with these people that have things in common with you. Um, you struggle. Number four, you struggle with codependency. Codependency is a big one. You know, that's where you kind of enable someone's behavior um, and you kind of like latch on to someone and you don't know how to set boundaries. So there's a lot of things there that can, you know, a lot of times you're with someone and you feel lonely because you're not being fulfilled within that relationship. You're just kind of being codependent. That's a big one. Um, something to look up and look into yourself about if you feel if you're feeling that and if you have codependency issues. Number five, you're going through personal changes. You may be in a new city. You may be going to a new school. You may have started a new job. Um, all of these things, you may be going through in a spiritual awakening. And you, your life, you you know, you your perception of life has flipped. You you did a 180 on your perception. And that in itself can be lonely because now your old friends don't relate to you anymore. Um, the things that you used to like to do, you don't like to do anymore. You know, things change. And through that transition, it can be lonely. So that's that's something. Number six, you spend time with the wrong people. Um, that's a big one. So like you're, you're spending time with people who don't fulfill you, who maybe you don't have anything in common with. Maybe it's even negative people who put you down or um, make you the butt of their jokes all the time or, you know, just don't uplift you as, as a friend uh, or even family. This could be family too. It could be anyone. So take stock of who's around you and if those people are not the right people, you're going to feel lonely around them. And why be lonely around the wrong people when you can just be alone and, you know, not have to worry about it. And then when you're alone, you have time to work on yourself. And then you have time to find also the or not even find attract the right people, because when you start to work on yourself, um, that vibration starts to go out. And like a beacon, it will attract the right people. So number seven, you've lost touch with yourself. That's a big one. Uh, there, you know, a lot of people, most people can say at some point in their life, they may have lost, lost touch with themselves. And that can happen in a relationship. You know, you give so much of yourself to someone that you kind of forget what you want and what you like and what is for you um you look in the mirror and you you know you kind of don't know yourself anymore um that can be a lonely lonely feeling so if you feel like you've lost touch with yourself and you're feeling lonely that's definitely your spirit telling you to get to know yourself again or even if you've never known yourself get to know yourself because once you do um you will feel much better you will number eight you struggle with feelings of unworthiness um kind of touched on that a little about self-esteem issues sometimes loneliness can be attributed to 
uh, your self-esteem because you don't feel worthy of having friends or anyone to love you deep down. So that's something that you have to look inside of yourself to see if this is the reason why you feel lonely and figure out, um, you know, why, why you feel this way. And also understand that everybody needs someone and everyone is worthy of love. Everyone is worthy of friendship. Everyone is worthy of companionship. So if you're having feelings of unworthiness, you definitely have to look within yourself to figure out where that comes from and start to resolve those issues within yourself. And number nine, you might be having symptoms of depression. Now, if your loneliness is really chronic and debilitating, to the point of, you know, you can't function, you can't work, you can't go out, you can't do anything that you used to do, then you might be suffering from depression. And that's something that you really need to seek professional help for. So there's just so many reasons. There's That's just nine, okay? There's so many reasons why people feel lonely. And, you know, um, you're not alone in your loneliness. It's it's not something that just happens to certain people. It's a human, human thing. And it happens to all of us at some point in our lives. So how do we deal with it? You know, how do we kind of combat this feeling? And is it just a feeling or is it a condition? Um. Is this just something we need to live with because it's just part of human nature? I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I think the answer is yes and no, actually. Yes and no, right? Yes, at some point in our lives, we will be lonely. We will feel it um, for whatever reason, whatever the circumstance. But if it becomes something chronic, something that you feel over long periods of time, then you might need help, outside professional help, or you might need to pay attention to something that's going on within you. Especially now with the isolation from COVID and more people out of work and people working from home, um, people that might not have usually felt lonely may be feeling it now through this whole, whole thing, through this COVID. And you know, I hate to say, it, but as the years go on through automation and AI, um, jobs are really going to be taken by, by this, by automation. And a lot of people will be out of work. And then with the evolution of AI and virtual realities, people will be so engulfed in VR and virtual worlds that we're going to have let even less human contact in the future because um, people will be at home and they'll have devices hooked on to them and they'll literally be in other worlds, you know, think the movie Ready Player Run so, like that. So, you know, we have to deal with this loneliness thing because it definitely is going to be something that's uh, going to be prevalent in the future as well and even more so um, but let's talk about ways to deal with this loneliness that's like literally consuming our society like 
like I mentioned, there's times in your life, you know, that you will feel lonely. Like you can't control that. Um, if you break up with someone, if you know, you end a marriage, a loved one passes away, you know, any of these things, you, you're going to feel lonely, most likely, and alone. You're going to feel alone and be lonely, right? But like I said, if the loneliness persists and you feel like you really have no one to turn to, whether someone is there or not, then it could be your spirit kind of telling you you have some work to do and that you need to figure out why you're feeling this way. And also on another level, if you're feeling so lonely to the point of suicide or self-harm, then please, please, please get help. Just get help, get professional help. Um, there's a great site you can go to. You can use your phone to go to it. It's called betterhelp.com slash get help now. And there you'll see the numbers to all the crisis hotlines and lifelines around the world, not just the US, just all over the whole world. And you can find the right number that you need to get the help that you need for you right now. Like even if you're listening to this and you're feeling so lonely in the pits of loneliness that you want, that you've thought about suicide or self-harm, definitely go to this site, betterhelp.com, get slash get help now. Find the correct number for you and get help. So let's talk about some ways to cope with with loneliness and some actions we can take to help kind of calm that feeling. Um, first, the first thing you want to do is acknowledge the feelings of loneliness, um, especially if your feeling has been going on for a while. It can be hard to kind of get out of this cycle of feeling lonely and you know, like wanting to be around people, but instead isolating yourself because you're lonely. So it's like you want to want to be around people, but you continually isolate yourself because you you're lonely, right? So if you need to definitely help out, uh, reach out for professional help, talk to someone, a therapist, a psychiatrist. Um, if you don't have those resources to do so, you can, um, if you have one person, at least one person in your life that you can talk to, talk to that person. If you don't have anyone, anyone at all, go to the store, get a journal, get a notepad, start to write out your feelings on paper. Just get it out. You know, write down, I'm lonely right now. You know, um, why am I feeling this way? You can do a free flow conscious writing and just let it out, let it out, okay? If you don't have anyone to talk to, write it on paper. If you, um, if there's someone you want to talk to, you can't write them a letter. You know, this is a way to get it out, get it out of you and to acknowledge your feel, your feelings um, because you first have to acknowledge it so that you can move on. Number two, if you're feeling lonely and you're alone or if you're not alone um, it could be a nudge from your higher self or your spirit letting you know that it's time to sit with yourself to sit alone with yourself and to find out more of who you are and to find or maybe even to find like new meaning in your life like maybe you've had these friends for a long time that you've been with and um, but 
lately you've been feeling lonely when you're around these friends because maybe they're you can't relate anymore. You're starting to change. And so you're wondering like what's going on? This it could be a call for you to reassess what's going on in your life because maybe it's time for a change. Maybe it's time to level up in your life. Maybe it's time um that you're you're growing out of the friends that you have. Maybe the relationship, you're growing out of that relationship. So you have to take stock of what's happening around you and within you and um, you know, kind of figure out what's going on. Like I said earlier, loneliness is like a hunger pain. So it can definitely be tended to and satisfied when we look within ourselves to figure out the ways to help ourselves, right? So we don't have to, like, like I said, we're going to feel lonely at some point, but we don't have to feel this chronic loneliness. We can take the actions and do things to help ourselves. And number three, start giving to others, like give your time, take the focus off of yourself and use some of the time to help others. Like there's so many causes, there's so many people who need help. And even if it's something as simple as like going to a convalescent home or a hospital to visit elderly people who have no family, that can be a rewarding experience for you and you're helping someone. You're helping an elderly person who has no one. So um, when you start to help other people, you start to feel better about yourself and you definitely start to... um, kind of quotes that loneliness feeling because you're not thinking about yourself. You're not dwelling on your problems and issues. Uh, four, find something creative to do. Now, if you have a creative hobby, do more of it. If you don't have one, find one. There has to be something that you've always wanted to try, but never have, um, you know, something, something that you're interested in. If you don't, have anything you're interested in it it goes back to um number two uh you need to find out who you are because if you don't know what you're interested in who who will so you need to figure out what your interests are what do you like to do if you don't like to do anything try something try something that that sparks your interest go online and even look up hobbies you know what i'm saying like Make it a fun task to figure out like, oh, what can I try next? And use that time to be creative. When you create things, you know, you can get into a flow state and where you're not thinking about anything. You're not dwelling on your problems. You're not dwelling on the fact that you don't have anyone. You're just in that state. And then when you find something that you love, it's easier to relate to other people who have the same interest. So you can also meet people through your creative endeavors. All right. Number five, I'm, you know, I have to say this, right? (laughs) Meditate, meditate daily. I believe in meditation fully, fully, because um, through meditation, you find a deeper connection with yourself. And when you feel this deep sense of self, you rarely ever feel lonely because you know you have yourself. Like you, it doesn't matter if you're alone or if you're with other people who aren't like fulfilling you regardless. Like 
you have this deep connection with yourself and you know that um, you're there. You know you're there. Deep, 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 deep down. Like, yeah, we know we're here. But I'm talking about that deep connection with yourself where you know who you are. You know what you like. You know what you want. And, um, and you're not lonely because you have you. So remember, loneliness is a part of life and that you're not alone in your loneliness because it's actually an epidemic right now. Like there's so many people out there who are lonely. And I think that um, you just have to take some actions to make changes in your life. It's easier said than done, of course. Of course it is. But if... But if you're listening to this right now and you're having some issues with loneliness, this is your confirmation to let you know that you're not alone in your loneliness and that you can definitely make some changes to um, help help yourself not feel lonely anymore and to um, fill yourself up with your own love and kindness and goodness and let that go out to the world and and we can establish like deeper connections with each other and make this world better and on that note I think I'll wrap it up here and until next time what do we do we have to do the inner work so we can create a shift in our own consciousness which creates the shift in the collective consciousness that's the goal Yes, it is. So guys, um, please subscribe to Real Shift Happens Wellness Podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also support or drop us a line on the Anchor website, anchor.fm slash Real Shift Happens. That's either the website or the app. We'd love to hear from you. You can leave a message there and let us know about your experiences with loneliness and how you combat those feelings and, you know, what you do to help yourself, if anything. Also, don't forget about the Real Ship Book Club. Um, we're going to be reading The Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton. And that's going to come up at the end of this month because I postponed it from last month. So go on to audibletrial.com slash happens, and you can get a free audio book download um, and also 30 days for free on Audible. So you can join the book club, you can get the biology belief, or you can get any other book you want. It doesn't matter as long as you're reading or listening to books. It's all that matters, right? So until next time, real shifters, go within and make real shift happen. Peace. Mm-hmm.